You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And the sea of red rises here at Scotiabank Saddledome. The Flames score a season-high six and defeat the Kings six to five. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. morning tuesday it's the big show russick and rose sportsnet 960 the fan as the legendary jerry howarth would say in the afterglow of a flames 6-5 win last night over the los angeles kings um we we touched on this yesterday we we still didn't determine uh-huh. what is the flames victory song we should play as our intro the following morning after a Flames win. Mm-hmm. So get your suggestions in. We had some good ones yesterday. I ran into a few people on the street yesterday who had listening to the show. Um, I got really? Fight. Yeah, I know. I was also got surprised. recognized. No, they were people that I knew. Oh, okay. I was that I say. ran into that were listening to the show. I uh, didn't I, say that they were strangers. Oh, okay. I thought it was complete strangers. No, hey, no, no. Are you Matt Rose, Alex Brody's co-host from? <laughs> Sports at 960? I'm like, yeah. Ever since I shaved the duster, I don't yep. get that anymore. Uh, by the way, hit up the Twitter page for my Movember link. I gotta, I gotta Still donate. raising some money. I'm going to donate today. I, 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 I really start to go hard right around this time of year when okay. it's the last two weeks and then you can actually start to show something. But anyways, yeah, I was around and uh, someone told me uh, Fireman by uh, Lil Wayne, which I thought is wildly inappropriate, but okay. we'll put it on the list. People are listening. People have takes. Somebody, um, somebody on 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 the old Twitter machine mm-hmm. uh, suggested something. Uh, if the Flames lose, get out of my head, uh, person, because I already thought about that. That I want to do a Flames victory song yeah. in a in a Flames like they lost the night before mm. song. So we got to do both. But today is a Flames victory song. Like we need to hear from you. Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. What is the song we should come into the show with? After a Flames victory the night before. 960-960, name and location, please. And we'll try to remember your name if you're the song we pick. Yeah, 100%. And that way we can shout you out. Yeah. Whenever we're playing it's, it's like track. It's like Jim in Calgary wanted, you know, Cannibal Corpse song. <laughs> like that. They're that, here tonight, by Cam- the way. What's that? What? Cannibal Corpse are here tonight. Are you serious? Yep. In Calgary? Yep. Where, Where are they playing? Where are they Palace. playing? Yeah, that checks out. That's uh, that's an interesting show. Oh. Are you going? My brother is. Oh, your brother out. likes death metal? Um, my brother's big metal. Head. Dialed. Oh, oh yeah. That's, no, no, that's not metal. That's death metal. There's yeah, a big yeah. difference. He loves all metal, but yeah, Cannibal Corpse, death metal, black metal well, is uh, his two favorites. And a, dark, a black metal band is opening tonight. Oh, wow. Dark Funeral. There you go. Uh, well, if he's got suggestions, we'll probably take them. Um, oh, yeah. Wow, I'm, I I had no idea. I know they yeah, were from you're, Buffalo. You're kind of floored right now. I, I'm, they I'm, are from Buffalo. Uh, well, I got to say, uh, are they going to play a lot of hits from Tomb of the Mutilated? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vile. I can't mm-hmm. say the other album cover. Album uh, album. What about Evisceration Plague? Yeah. That was a classic. Yes, oh, banger. Oh, this, Evisceration now, Plague. Now, this ra- album, no. like, you know when you... Mm-hmm. You know when you're a kid and you hear <laughs> and you have an album that really ties you to your childhood? Yeah, you're like, like every time I yeah, hear, which for, one's yours? Uh, American Idiot by Green Day. Oh, okay. So there you're you like, go. yeah, I listen to that, you know, and, and 
you're like, wow, it just takes you right back. When I hear butchered at birth by yeah. Cannibal Corpse, oh, man. Like, it, it just takes you back, back to some good times. Just yeah. Hanging out with the pals. Uh, Vile um, came out in 1996. Yeah. Oh, how can you forget? Uh, torture in 2000. How many, good God, how many albums have these guys had? George Fisher, their lead singer, great dude, actually. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Follow him on Instagram. Oh, he's just a lovely human. Uh, the 1993 EP, Hammer Smashed Face. Yep. Well, you know that song? Oh, it's great. And again, from 2003, who hasn't been on a 15-year killing spree? Is that the full title of the song? No, it's just 15-year killing spree. Oh, okay. Classic Cannibal Corpse, of course. Yeah. Greatest hits discography? Yeah. Bloodthirst is another one. The Wretched Spawn. Yeah. That's nice. Spawn, yeah. That's nice too. Vile uh, live live. I don't know. So you want to grab some tickets, Georgie? So you can live cannibalism. Can that's, a, that's so, a live album. So we're going to uh, we're going to dinner tonight. Yeah. Uh, Alex Brody, our technical director, unfortunately can't go tonight. So it's myself, Matt Rose, producer Patrick Dumas. Your lady friend's going to join us tonight. The better half. Uh, we're going to uh, shout out Roots Chris uh, tonight at the uh, beautiful Calgary Tower, which I've never been to. I'm really excited. Can it's we pretty take- neat. Can we take the elevator on the way up? Can we do well, that? Well, the, 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 the restaurant at the very tip top of the elevator is like Sky 360, I think is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, it's rotate, uh, rotate. I haven't restaurant. been there in, in a very long time. It's different. Ruth's Chris is like down in the base. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we can take the elevator up if you want to. Yeah, I, I would like to. Is there yeah. an observation deck? Yeah, I assume. So. I honestly haven't been up to Calgary Tower in probably two decades. So, uh, my first summer job in Niagara Falls was at the Skyline Tower mm. in Niagara Falls. I worked in food and beverage, so yeah. I lifted boxes all the time. Yeah. And it's crazy how much strength you look like get you lift boxes. Throwing like you know, you could throw boxes of frozen meat and whatever. And I used mm-hmm. to put on these black leather gloves and pretend I was OJ Simpson and had this crazy rage strength. Oh, that's fun. So uh, the Skyline Tower, it always made me laugh during the pandemic, and the pandemic was not a laughing matter. No, it still isn't. No, it's super serious. Uh-huh. But it also has it had the first one in North America, I believe, the revolving dining room restaurant is there a more covid worse spot than a revolving dining room <laughs> restaurant so let's say somebody with covid coughs or sneezes and then that thing just rotates because apparently covid hangs in the air for eight minutes yeah so all of a sudden you're you're sitting there dining eight minutes later everybody within an eight minute radius of that just dining room slowly turning it. there you go yeah you go right through it hmm yeah i didn't even think about that this yeah. one also rotates so there you go. Uh, I didn't uh, think it's a lot slower than eight minutes, though. So. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're we going to Roost Chris tonight. I'm really excited about that. Uh, we're having a, a nice meal tonight, courtesy of them. Super excited for that. Um, wanted to get to this, too. Uh, I found out Cannibal Corpse is playing in the city. That's crazy, mm-hmm. um, which, what a coincidence. Buffalo's very own. But <laughs> I, I, I don't want to come across as a jerk here. Oh. I don't want to come across as terse. I don't want to be – I don't want to be a – Richard here, as Tim McAuliffe would say. Um, we've all had experiences with the drive-thru, right? A lot, a lot of our listeners need, need their fix in the morning. They need their coffee, and they go through the drive-thru. So I recently discovered, as in this morning, that a specific coffee franchise mm-hmm. um, is really close to where I live. Sure. So uh, my sleeping habits are just off the charts bad right now. They're weird, not good. No, they're not good right Can now. Can confirm. I, I have uh, the sleeping habits of uh, a drug dealer right now. That's pretty much where I'm at right and now. And an erratic the, drug dealer. Yeah, not erratic, really a like, good one. Like, yeah. I, I got to sell my stash at like all times yeah. of the night. So 
uh, I found out that there's this specific coffee chain close to my house. Mm-hmm. So uh, it opens at 5 a.m. Yeah. And I called all of you. Hey, what do you guys want coffee-wise? Because I, I want to drink coffee in the morning. Because I'm, I'm not a big coffee drinker. And when I do, as you know, I, I like to crush a Coke Zero in the morning because I'm a psycho. Mm-hmm. But I uh, wanted a coffee this morning. The gentleman who was working um, the register. Perky? Um, how do I put this? Hmm. He really had no clue what he was doing. Oh, and good. If you're working in the morning, mm-hmm. you need your aces. You need your Verlanders. You need your DeGroms. You need your Clayton your big, Kershaws. Your big Pumas. Your Alec Manoas. You need those. You need your aces dip, dip, working dip. to register. Yes, sir. Because you need them. This guy had to refer to the woman he was working with three or four times because Patty ordered a large peppermint tea. Oh, he had yeah. no idea how to ring that in, nor where it was, or how to even do it. Yeah, that's a tough one too. The yeah, tea? yeah, that's a no tough idea order. And I asked to double cup. <laughs> I might have well asked him to go to Colombia. Thank you for the double cup, by yeah, the way. No problem. This because it keeps it warm. This particular joint, uh, they they know they do pipe their stuff in. Yeah, so you need to keep it warm. So I, when I asked for a double cup, I might have I, I said get on a plane, get to Colombia, crush the beans. <laughs> Fly back and make the coffee for us, because that's how complex this was when I just asked for a double cup. And they charge you now for a double cup. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like 10 cents or something. It's like when you go grocery shopping and you don't bring your own bags. So it's it's a little... Fr- I, I was a little frustrated, and then all of a sudden, there was four dudes behind me. Oh, yeah. Getting ready and getting Rush a hour. little annoyed, staring at their phones like, I just want to get my coffee, because this is taking way too long. And he must have went into the back like three or four times to get specific things just to do coffees. Sounds like someone showed up late. Didn't maybe have his restaurant ready to uh, yeah, open. I don't know what it was, yeah. but uh, this is just, if you're a franchise owner, especially the guy who called in who could have owned 44, Tim Hort, Tim whatever's. Um, <laughs> oh, darn. Uh, he he could have, he, that's, that's a, make sure your aces are in the morning because that's the prime time. And people don't have a lot of time. No. We've all slept in. Yeah. We've all and, taken way right. too much time to get ready. And if don't be that person, too, in the drive-thru who orders 19 items in the morning. Nobody has time for that. Just get your coffee, maybe a breakfast sandwich, maybe a wrap, whatever. But don't order, like, 19 things in the morning. Just be quick. Small team, In and out. In and out. For your small team. But not, and, not everybody. Yeah. And let's all work together mm-hmm. to get this done as quickly as possible. But the long and short of it, make sure you're putting your aces in in the morning. You got to have your Verlanders, DeGroms, Alec Manoas in the morning because that's that's prime time. It's prime and time. today, this guy was more like uh, Yusei Kikuchi. Oh. Like he was the Yusei Kikuchi of coffee guys. And I'm like, this guy, he either needs training or he needs to be in the middle of the night shift because right now he does. And he's on the register. He had no idea how to punch stuff in. Yeah. And I'm like, this is tough. It really sounds like you went to the Washington Nationals of. I of- did. So franchise I, it, coffee it, shops. It took a lot longer than anticipated. But mm. this also leads me to my franchise idea that if if somebody's listening who wants to invest or if you guys want to be in, I've had this idea for a while. I've been sitting on it. Oh, good. So I want to open a coffee shop uh-huh. that's called Jim Thornton's. Hear me out. Instead of coffee that's made 20 minutes fresh, 19 minutes. Mm. Where are you going to go? Well, I'm probably going to go where it's fresher. 19 minutes. Yeah, only 19 minutes compared to 20. Have you ever seen little donut holes? Yeah, I've seen. Jim (laughs) Bits. Jim (laughs) Bits? Right? (laughs) Jim Bits. Little Jim Bits. Yeah. Yeah. What else? 20 pack of Jim Bits. Yeah. 
Yeah. It couldn't um, be confused with anything else. Uh, slogan? Yeah. Uh, there's always time for Jim Thornton's. <laughs> this is what I want to invest in. For Jim Thornton's, yeah. yeah. Hit me up on Twitter at George Russick. You, uh, I'll follow me. I'll follow you back. DM me if you're interested mm-hmm. in this franchise idea. Because, again, the number one selling point is forget you 20 minutes fresh coffee. Yeah. 19 minutes at Jim Thornton's. Yeah, you just got to undercut the market. Like, look how easy it is. Uh, you call them Jimmy's. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Jim Thos. Jim, right? Jim Thos. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. J- Jimmy Jim Thos. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, so there you go. Jim Thornton's. I have a coffee Jim idea, Thornton's. a coffee place, right? So if you're listening, hmm. you can invest. Jim I Thornton's. like it. Yeah. Well, let's start it up, George. Listen, Buy a shop. 19, 19 minute fresh coffee. Can't do it. And I would have like I've already think of the sign. Mm-hmm. I think I think red lettering would be ideal for this. Maybe sign. cursive. Yeah, a little bit of cursive. Slightly cursive, yeah. like just enough red to lettering. link the letters together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jim Thornton's. Um, also, Instead of uh, NHL cards, you're gonna have CFL cards. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, no I thought about this too. Thought of a contest idea. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Roll up the cup to win. So I thought. So is that, that would where be, is that where you, you would roll up the cup, like the edge of the cup? Yeah, like the rim. That's the part you roll. Yeah, roll up the cup. You to roll win. up the cup to win at Jim Thornton's. Mm-hmm. There you mm-hmm. go. So anybody want to invest? Yep. Let's go. Uh huh. We're all in. Nineteen minutes. Fresh coffee. Jim Thornton's. Roll uh, up the cup to win. Flames what, win sorry? six five uh, last <laughs> night. Uh, poll questions up at George Russick at Matt Rose YYC. Uh, Incredible save by Jacob Markstrom. Although he was he was on the struggle bus a little bit. Uh, that second goal was woofy, woof, woof, woof. Uh, when Kaliev scored from behind the goal line, or his body was, that was a goal that can't go in at the NHL mm-hmm. level. But he made that outstanding save to clinch the 6-5 victory for the Calgary Flames. Poll question's up right now. Which Jacob Markstrom save was more impressive? Last night versus the Kings, Saturday versus the Jets, which way did you go, Matty Rose? I went with the goal that, or the save, part of me, uh, against the LA Kings because of the moment that it came in. This is a team who, over the course of that long losing streak, seven straight, blew a lead in, in six of those games. And in this contest, you had multi-goal leads in multiple moments of that contest. And if you blow two-goal lead with less than two minutes to oh go boy. on a bad penalty with the net empty... yeah. Then what? Then how? We're probably not joking about Jim Thornton's on this uh, Tuesday program. I, who said my franchise idea is a joke? Uh, I just said okay. like the way that you know. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean that. I feel really bad about nineteen that now. minutes. Yeah, nineteen minutes or less. Come and get it. Um, I thought after the second goal, a bit shaky. Like I thought his positioning was good, but the rebounds weren't oh, being yeah. controlled in the same way that no. you're used to seeing he from was, he was fighting the puck last the night. Velcro that can be Jacob Markstrom that yeah. was not necessarily there, and even the save that we're talking about him in, in in question was not textbook, but he got over but it, it stuck to him too. He made the stop, no he, rebound, no rebound on that one, and uh, that was very impressive because of the moment. Now I did mention to you off the air in a vacuum, the windmill with the glove that. Chef's kiss, beautiful. Yeah, was beautiful. Yeah, it was like a hockey card gif. But given the situation, save. where we are in the season, what's been going on lately, yeah. and how big that save was, especially given a Pacific Division rival, before you go out on this road trip, mm-hmm. very impressive. Um, Producer Patrick Dumont, which way did you vote? 
Oh, well, yesterday's was a big, uh, bigger, bigger save. Probably a little bit better, I think, because it's just right on the doorstep there. Mm. Uh, the situation, 6-5, 22 seconds left. I think Markstrom making that save uh, last night was bigger than the one on Saturday. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic save. But again, uh, I thought he was fighting the puck. And uh, I thought Lou, uh, and it's funny, I, I thought about this during the game, and I go, what a dated uh, hockey reference here. And then Lou talked about it post game. I go, man, what a Grant Fear save he just made 6 5. <laughs> like, I literally thought that to myself. And then listening to uh, the post game show, getting ready this morning. And then Lou goes, oh, that was a Grant Fear save. I'm like, damn you, Lou, get out of my head. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. I go, what a daty, dated 80s like hockey reference. That, uh, yeah, I was a kid during the Oilers dynasty. Well, it was late in the dynasty. I was a yeah. kid watching those games. Like, definitely Grant Fear-like save. Uh, keep it at 6-5 as the Flames have a big victory last night. Jonathan Huberto came back last night. Um, first time in three games after, I guess, multiple injuries. Yep. And uh, Daryl Sutter didn't mince too many words uh, <laughs> pregame saying, uh, yeah, we're going to throw him on the third line because he just, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, he needs just to be better. Uh, we need more for enough talk. Go out there and show it. And uh, right away, the relief on his face when he opened the scoring with that beautiful fan and then banged it in past Jonathan Quick. Who, by the way, side note, I thought was very good, despite the fact he let in six goals. I I didn't really have many problems with any of the goals he was allowing. The Kings were a bit of a dumpster fire in their own end. And Listen, I do think that you have to give credit to the Flames because as they were able to roll those four lines and really roll all four, especially in the first period when we only saw 30 seconds of special teams play. Well, the Flames had a brief power play, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, pardon me, it was the Kings on the brief power uh, power play there. But apart from that, they were able to roll their lines. And with that, you get your good four check going. Leads to chaos in the defensive's end. And, and yeah, I didn't have many problems with Jonathan Quick's game overall. Like Toffoli, one-timer. Ooh. Rip that thing high up above the ice. If Quick had stopped that, you'd have been way more impressed. And then how many times did they turn the puck over with all their guys up the ice creating odd man rushes back against them? It was uh, a lot. I thought um, the Zadorov. well, by the way, uh, God bless uh, Victor Arvidsson last night getting blown up <laughs> by Zadorov twice. And, and you know what? And I don't mind. Like when he's Victor Arvidsson, clearly the smallest guy on the ice. He's three apples high. He's like he's tiny. You can put Victor Arvidsson in your pocket, and you could use him as a carry-on luggage in the plane. Like that's how small Victor Arvidsson is. It's five ten versus six four. Yeah, yeah it's like, a little I don't different. mind. I don't mind that Zadorov was pasting that guy to the boards. No, sorry, eat that. But what I didn't like was when Zadorov mixed it up with Deneau, and I think this is maybe a a, a sneaky uh, storyline to this game. Once they went four on four, that flipped the game. Oh, yeah. And the Kings got right back into it. Calgary was dominating that game until that unnecessary skirmish in front with Deneau that they both went for two minutes, played four on four, and the Kings just got right back into the game and scored quickly. Well, and that was something that Ryan Huska talked about after the game when he went out and did post game as smarter. You can't well the four on four there, it's it's blatantly a breakdown. Hannafin and Anderson completely lose their man. It's it's four on four. It's man coverage. You have your guy, you have to stick to him. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, being in his hip pocket, but you always have to be aware of where he is and not being able to let him get to the net. And they both chase going one way. It allows Anze Kopitar to get the puck 
completely by himself on one side of the ice, step in and go post it in on Jacob Markstrom. And I totally agree. After that, the Kings had a little bit of life. It felt like they had a little bit more jump in their step and maybe a little bit of that doubt started to creep in for the Flames as well. Definitely turned the game. They were able to hold on to the victory. But like you mentioned, like there are things like that that you just can't do. The Jonathan Huberdo penalty at the end of the game. He has a great shift where he's throwing a couple of hits. He's hard on the forecheck. And then just a play that you don't need to make. And he puts his team shorthanded, allows the you know, the extra man goal there, and all of a sudden Jacob Markstrom has to go and make a ridiculous save to make sure you maintain the win. It wasn't the Mona Lisa, but they got the job done. A lot to work on. A lot in the yep. defensive zone that you have to clean out. And frankly, it wouldn't hurt to have a sixth NHL defenseman. Nick DeSimone played like seven right. minutes yesterday. Now with Tanev back, apparently Malosh might be the one coming up now because they have the cap space to do so. And then again, sure, but how much is yeah. Nicolas Malosh, Nicola Malosh going to play compared yep. to DeSimone? Are we well, talking about 10 minutes versus 7? Uh, Are we yeah. talking about 14 versus 7? Like, right. what is that role? He's not going to play special teams, so what are you? Um, Real quick here, I'm going to get your, uh, I have a hot little hot flames take oh okay right now uh patty you ready for this a little early dragon's breath or what uh well it's not really dragon's breathy it's just i thought about this too especially with the last couple games um i'm I'm gonna give you a toronto example here and please don't say stop talking about toronto idiot we don't do that here yeah thank you uh just save your text message just don't do it it is a good drop um I've always said with the Leafs, Austin Matthews is the best player on the Maple Leafs. Yeah. But to me, the most important player, at least the last couple seasons with the Leafs, has been Mitch Marner. He's like their engine of the team. Okay. Yeah. Like, he he does so much for that team. And sure. he was a big reason why Austin Matthews scored 60 goals last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Tanev's not the best player on the Calgary Flames. Yep. He might be the most important. And that includes the goaltender. I don't think it is... I don't think it is out of the question like, that he is. They they last look two how, games when he came back from his injury, completely different team. Look at how bad they were against the Oilers. And I think a big part of that is as soon as you take him off the ice, everybody goes, oh, man. Yeah. Now half my ice time against fourth liners, half of that is now against first, li- first and liners. Know, and I know Lindholm. I get it. Uh, Lindholm. You know, Ex- excellent Selkie, player. Tr- excellent, no, no question. I'm not saying he's, you know. He's not their best player. I just feel like when he's on the ice and he's in the lineup, he is such a difference maker. And just he is so critical to what they do. And this is somebody from I haven't watched a ton of Chris Tanev in my life. Like, obviously, I'm not. I didn't watch every right. Flames game. He played in Vancouver. That's right. an 11 o'clock start for sure. you. Well, no, I would I would want. No, it'd be 10 o'clock. But I watch those games. I watch a lot of games, but never zero in on Chris Tanev specifically. But watching what he means to this blue line and him being out with that injury and then back into this into this team, like he's just such a difference maker. And he calms everything down. That's the biggest. And always makes the right play, mm-hmm. seemingly. And he's tough, and he's physical, and he's tough to play against. To me, like, he's just so critical to this team. And we talked about the Huberto injury, and we talked about Markstrom struggling, and who's going to play on the top line, all of that kind of stuff. But, man, to me, Chris Tanev is so, so damn important to this team. And I don't even think he's that healthy right now. Like, I I think he's pretty banged up because there's instances where, you know, you just, 
you're used to seeing a lot more power behind his passes and his shots and those type of things. But a full off season of rehabbing shoulder surgery will do that to a guy. But he's still very sound positionally. Um, you can throw him out in any type of situation. Like he never plays power play unless it's a very important game and the Flames get a power play with a lead late in a contest. That's when Chris Tanev gets a little bit of power play time, but he is the first man over the bench for every penalty kill. And he's probably going to kill 75, 60 to 75% of said penalty. He's going to be on the ice yep. and he's going to be eating shots. Jacob Markstrom feels better when he's on the ice and plays better when he's on the ice because they've been teammates for forever. I'm And who's you, the who's the guy on the ice when they're protecting a lead with the empty net? Number eight. Chris Tanev. And now he's and now he's found a pair with Zadorov on kind of a penalty kill, and they're trying to continue to build that. You know, the the one thing is the defense hasn't found their three set pairs and this point last year. Yeah. Like as soon as Shillington kind of got in the lineup and they got all that sorted out with Zadorov and Gabranson tried them together on the third pair. It was three pairs for the entire season. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to being healthy and just having everything click early. Team hasn't had that luxury this year. And as a result, things are still trying to click. But when you got Chris Tanev out on the ice and you've got the rest of these guys that are NHL defensemen, you feel good about what the blue line can do. Um, too hot, Patty, or no? No, that's not hot, I don't think. I think it's very, very on point. Chris Tanev, we've seen the last two games, the steadying, I mean, a little bit last, the third period got a little wacky yesterday, but uh, in the last two games with Tanev, it's been a calming presence with the defense. I think uh, it gives Sutter a chance to roll out more players and give them more time and, and balance out that. And obviously you want, you, you'd like Stone, you'd like Shillington back to try and balance out this six. But with Tanev in there, it, it just brings more of a calming sense. And I think... Uh, when things get tough, you can rely on that top pair with mm-hmm. Canavan Uyghur. Uh We got a lot more straight ahead on the Flames. 6-5 victory over the Kings last night in the Rose Report. Get those victory song suggestions in. 960-960, name and location. We'll do that at the top of the next hour. We'll play some of those songs. At the top of the next hour, too, um, we'll do Soccer Simplified for Soccer, soccer Simpletons. That's a mouthful. And... Uh, and I'm going to tell you guys in the 7 o'clock hour. What are you going to tell us? Probably the greatest athlete on the planet. Oh. Like, I don't want to oversell this, but I'm going to tell you about somebody who is just an athletic marvel. Mm, okay. And we're right going to do that in the, in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, it is the big show. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems Studio. Sportsnet. What? Grab the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Google, Apple, or Amazon. At your favorite podcast catcher. And uh, hey, we always uh, involve the text line in the shows. And if you're listening on the podcast, hit us up on Twitter. You can still give us your takes. That's yep. fine. Matt Rose YYC, Sportsnet 960. You're just George Russick, right? Yeah. Good for you. You just got the solo name. <sighs> jealous. Yeah. Uh, but Twitter's going to be gone soon anyway. So oh, it's yeah, all good. there's that. But as you can. Tweet us up uh, on the uh, on the show. Time's running out. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, it's all straight ahead. More on the Big Flames victory. 6-5 against the Kings. Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. You're listening to the Big Show with Russick and Rose. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet 960. The fan. It's Tuesday. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems 
Studio. They specialize in everything basementy since 1992, serving Calgary and Southern Alberta. By the way, what's on the show today? I haven't even mentioned it. Coming up at 7.30, uh, the radio play-by-play voice of your Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Derek Wills will join us at 8 o'clock. David Amber, Monday Night Hockey host on Sportsnet. And I, I think I, I got a duck to talk about our, our guest at 8.30. A duck? No, I, I should duck. Oh, you have to duck. Um, Alvin Williams, Raptors on Sportsnet Analyst. He's going to join us at 8.30. What? Yeah, we're going to talk flames and hockey pretty much for two and a half hours. And then I'm going to get the text. Why are you talking basketball? But Alvin doing? Williams is great. Played in the NBA. Played with guys like Vince Carter. He's a Philly guy. Going to ask him about that Eagles loss last night to Washington. Lots to discuss with Al. He's great. Um, still taking your text messages. 960-960. Name and location. Give us a Flames victory song. We'll do that at the top of the next hour. Poll questions up as well. At George Russick and Matt Rose YYC. I, I challenge the listeners to come up with something that doesn't have fire or flame in it. <laughs> it doesn't need to be fire related. Wow. Like, uh, I like that there's a bit of attitude in that too, Patrick Dumont. Like, it, a lot of it is fire related songs, and I get it. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Flames goal songs usually always have something to do with flames, but, you know, there's other victory songs that can get you pumped up. Mm hmm. Look at him challenging our go. listeners. I like that. I challenge you. I challenge you. Good job, uh, Patrick Dumont. Give I him feel hell. like I just got slapped with a leather glove. Yeah, nine. <laughs> a duel. <laughs> a duel. At dawn. Ten the queen herself. Slap, oh, she's baby. not around anymore. Ten. The king himself. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, keep those uh, song suggestions rolling in. 960, 960. Name and location. But right now, it's the Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs, and service in a state-of-the-art facility. Well, they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Oh, welcome in. Let's get to it. We had the Flames hosting the Kings, a Pacific Division clash. Jonathan Huberto back in the lineup. So a shuffle of the lines. Plus, we had Monday Night Football, some Raptors action, and a couple of other tidbits that I want to pass your way all before we hit the top of the hour. But let's get into it with the Flames and how the lines looked as Jonathan Huberto did return. So, Adam Rzichka would actually stay with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli. Milan Lucic skating alongside Nazem Kadri and Andrew Mangiapane. Jonathan Huberto down the lineup, skating with Michael Backlund and Trevor Lewis. And finally, Dylan Dubé back to the center position between Brett Ritchie and Blake Coleman. Was Huberto returning to action lower in the lineup? And with only one goal and six points in 11 games so far this season, Daryl Sutter was asked about the change to the Lions pregame and how it affected number 10. Because we've slotted him everywhere else and it hasn't worked. Oh boy. What, what might those two guys bring out in him that you're hoping for? I think they're, they're similar type players. Not bringing anything out of him. He's a good player. He's got to get going. Right? Enough talk about it. Is that ultimately on the player? 100%. You get to play lots, perform. It's not, shouldn't be unusual statement, is it? Hmm. <laughs> Pretty strong from the head coach, Jonathan Huberto. A chance to respond. Hasn't been, you know, the best for me, but obviously, you know, it's uh, it's early and uh, 
you know, we went to in a bad stretch as a team as well. And I think everybody, you know, has to get out of it. And I think it's that for me. So I think I've got a couple of days to kind of refocus and mentally. And uh, now I'm ready to go and be the best as I can. It's November and you're both signed for more than just this season. Yeah. I think but it's time to... Was that, did that really need to be discussed publicly? Was that really necessary? Well, the guy was just coming back from injury. Yeah. And took a couple shots in the teeth from the coach while he was on the shelf. Like Keith Yandel literally said when he was on our show, um, it's not that easy playing for another team for the first time. All the stuff that goes with moving into a new city, getting acclimated to, to your family, every, new teammates, new fan base, new everything. Tons of pressure. Tons Way of different pressure. pressure compared to Florida. That's right. Um, and again... Jonathan Huberto should be producing. The guy's one of the elite players in all the National mm-hmm. Hockey League. But was that really necessary? He responded media? with his play as well. He did. Hold the at the right point for the flame. But it's November. Okay, go play. Huberto shoots and scores! Jonathan Huberto! One times the puck passed Jonathan Quick. His 200th National Hockey League goal. Love to see that for the veteran. Gets out there. They run through four shifts. They basically get everybody a new shift, uh, all the new lines a shift. And then Huberto scores on his second, uh, gets his own rebound there. A nifty little play to put the Flames out early. But then it was a Caudry penalty for hooking. Great movement down in the corner. Uh, opened up the slot for a one-timer by Arthur Kaliev as the Kings tied the game just a minute and four seconds after the Flames had opened up the scoring. Shortly after that, an offensive zone turnover would burn the Flames. Here comes Lazat the other way. Speeds it up the right wing side, cuts to the middle and drops. Now Roy with a shot, sticked away by Markstrom, rebound, Kaliev scores! Turnover in the offensive zone. Kings come the other way with speed. Razichka can't check Kaliev, who does a little spinorama. And it goes off Jacob Markstrom and into the back Oof. of the net. Second goal of the period and sixth of the young season for Arthur Kaliev. Where does that goal that Markstrom let in from essentially Kaliev's body was behind the goal line? Where does that rank? The the, the Vegas one had the biggest odor on mm-hmm. it earlier in the season where it just yeah. floated off his glove. That wasn't good. I think that was the second weakest goal he's let in this season. And that was a bad one last night. Like, that can't go in from there. I don't remember... Like, I remember that there were some not great goals when they were winning in those first seven games, but I don't remember anything nearly as egregious as the Vegas game. That was a stinker for sure. There was a lot of breakdowns on that play, but you'd, you'd like to see that stopped. You need a save there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that put the game in the Kings' hands. They jumped up to a 2-1 to lead. But Andrew Mangiapane, or pardon me, what am I doing here? The Flames wouldn't quit. They continued to battle mm. as the first period rolled on. To down low for Mangiapane, he centers it, looking for Lucic in front, finds Kadri instead, and now Mangiapane scores! Back to Walker, who gives it to Adler, and he gives it away to Richie. Richie to Coleman, to Richie, he scores! Now Jersey keeps the puck in left point, gives it right to Anderson, though, who feeds Ruzhitska, and he'll give it to Lindholm. We've got a 2-1-1. Lindholm to Tifoli, he scores! Well, lost in my script there, like some of the Kings getting lost in coverage <laughs> all over the ice last night. Andrew right. Mangiapane's third, Brett Ritchie's fourth, Tyler Toffoli's sixth, as all four of the new lines find the back of the net in the first period, and Daryl Sutter really able to roll his lines. Elias Lindholm led all forwards with nine shifts. 
no forward had less than seven, which is not something that we've been able to say for this team over the course of this streak where they were losing a lot of games. I, I know uh, Tyler Toffoli's foot speed has been a talking point in this city. We've brought it up He's been on good our lately. show. I thought last night was his best game that I've seen him play this season. I thought he was dynamic last night. I thought he did a great job of reading the puck. The turnover he had, we'll get to that goal in the uh, second period. That was the one. That was the offensive zone turnover that yep. put the Kings up 2-1. to one. Right. He doesn't get the puck deep. He has a chance to either put it deep or fire a hard shot. It's a soft pass. It turns over. It goes the other way, and then it ends up with the spinorama. But I thought he was dangerous all night. I thought he was great. Um, now that he's with Lindholm and Rosicka, and Rosicka's pretty good skater and he's skating really well right now you just you just don't really notice the yeah the foot speed from Tyler Toffoli well you and I were in the scrum Saturday night at the dome and I asked Rajitska I go is it is it a little less pressure playing on the wing he's like no well I played center and it's the NHL blah 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 gives us a standard answer I honestly think that there's a lot of pressure off him playing on the wing because we know what it entails to be a centerman in the National Hockey League especially for a young player like him he's really fitting into that top line obviously this was something that they said, let's throw something against the wall, see if it sticks. I thought that line was excellent last night. Uh-huh. I thought they dominated in stretches. And that, and by the way, the two-on-one goal, you just heard Derek call. What an incredible release. That thing was on his blade for a split second. That's what and we that's how we scored, too. Like, he just, he hit it, he shot it so quickly, quick couldn't get over in time and make the save. And he elevated. It wasn't right under the bar, no. but it was enough. I thought he was excellent. That's what Tyler Toffoli does, man. Scores a lot of goals. And sometimes he hits a lot of posts as well. But sometimes he also scores a lot of goals. Flames would extend their lead in the second period. Anderson, top of the near circle to Huberto. Goes down low to Kadri. He centers it. Defoli shoots. Lindholm scores! Elias Lindholm. That's the bouncing puck by Jonathan Quick. Really nice looking power play. They start with the second unit. They zip it around. They get a re-entry. But they're not able to score. The first unit comes out. Move it around again. Lindholm's able to bat home a rebound. Tyler Toffoli once again with the primary assist on that one as the Flames made it 5-2. One score on their second power play shortly after it ended. The Kings would answer. A soft dump-in try by Jonathan Huberto allowed the Kings to turn the puck the other way quickly. And eventually, Kevin Fiala making a really nice in-tight play behind the net to stuff the puck past Jacob Markstrom for his sixth goal of the season and 300th career point. But the Flames would get it back shortly after. Adam Rzichka with the bury off another Kings defensive zone turnover. The four, uh, pardon me, offensive zone turnover there for the Kings defenseman. The four check early on had the Kings D-man hearing footsteps all game, and that was the result. 6-3. They win this contest. The Flames, uh, or pardon me, 6-3 after f- after 40 minutes of play. The Flames' defense did have their issues throughout this contest. Uh, the third period was one of the places where that did shine through. One moment, they ended up skating in four-on-four. We kind of talked about it. The scrum, Nikita Zadorov and, and Phil Deneau. That changed the game. That flipped the game in the Kings' favor, that four-on-four. The, it was uh, unnecessary. It was unnecessary, and it allowed the Kings to yeah. put a really nice passing play together. They find the back of the net. It Hannafin g- and Anderson end up chasing guys. It gave the Kings juice. 
don't don't wake them up. I know Drew Doughty was being booed the whole time, which is really awesome, even though Chuck's not even here anymore. I know, but th- th- there was no that game wasn't physical. There was no pushback. It was un uh, it was unnecessary from Zadorov. I get and again, I love the hit he did on. He just pasted Arvidsson. I love that hit, but that was just unnecessary to mm-hmm. mix it up. Just let them still sleep and make all the disgusting turnovers that they have throughout the entire game. Why mix it up and all of a sudden? Bam, Kings got right back into the game thanks to that critical four-on-four. Anze Kopitar with the hard shot off the post. That made it 6-4 during the four-on-four. Then the Flames would take another penalty shortly after. But Jacob Markstrom with a few big saves to maintain a two-goal lead. As time was dwindling, the Kings would score again. And then Huberto would take a tripping penalty, setting up a six-on-three. Adrian Kempe buried a one-timer, making it just a one-goal game. And the Kings continued to press. Already play the puck to Kopitar, walks in behind the net, into the far corner, drops the puck to Doughty, slides it across to Fiala, he shoots, now Velarde to Kopitar, robbed by Markstrom! A sensational game-saving stop by the Flames goaltender! Sure was. Holy smokes! Holy smokes is right. What a stop getting across and making the save, covering up as well as the Flames take a 6-5 win over the Kings. Wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. Daryl Sutter not happy after uh, the game. Wasn't happy with the defense during the game as well. You could see him giving it to that end of the bench quite a bit throughout the contest. Essentially, they played with five defensemen. Nick DeSimone only skated seven minutes and 26 seconds. Ryan Huska, who handles the defense, was sent out for post-game media availabilities. You get away with one tonight for sure. So I, I think it's been a message that we've had with our players all year. You have to you have to win games or prepare to win games three to two. Uh, and that's that's what it comes down to. When you're giving up five, you're not going to win games. So um, our players know that, and it's something that we have to be reminded of when we go on the road. And they go on the road now for six games, mm. the first of which will be Thursday in Tampa Bay. They're pretty good. The um, Lightning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just maybe a little too much. Again, I, I'm new to the city. I know the guy was the coach of the year last year, but like – literally hanging Huberto to dry pregame yesterday mm-hmm. and not showing up for the media availability postgame yesterday after a 6-5 victory. I know you're not happy, but uh, these games happen during a regular season in the National Hockey League. Sometimes you play sloppy. Sometimes there's a lot of goals and you, and you're on the winning end of things too. Mm-hmm. And this team has been you know desperate for victories, especially fresh off that seven-game losing streak. You've won back-to-back. I think it's just a little too much here in the middle of November. Yeah, a little little too much. For me, like, don't get it twisted. This is strictly Daryl Sutter sending a message to his team. Yeah. And specifically his defense and saying, if you're going to play like this, I'm going to make your coach go and answer questions about your play because I'm not going to go do it. Because what I say is going to be bulletin board material. Um, That's what it is. Whether you agree or disagree with it, up for debate. It feels like it's just a little too much at this point of this. It's season. pretty early in the season. It was yeah, game. It, is, it was game fifteen. This isn't it was March. Game, it was game six, twelve, four. It was game fifteen. Yeah, and you're you're on the cusp of a six game roadie mm-hmm. here. Like, and and injuries are are the reason why the blue line has struggled here. Like, I just thought it was a little too much. Yes. Sometimes you win ugly games like that. You don't want to get scored on five times, and your goaltender lent in a couple softies. But all in all, I thought the Flames dominated for what? 55 minutes of that game? They were much better. 
Yep. They owned the Kings last night. Crushed them. That young defense couldn't do anything once the, the Flames the got that four, early four check going. The four and four was the change the game for the Kings. Mm-hmm. But through the first two periods, Calgary dominated. Yep. And they were physical. Didn't take a lot of penalties. And all four lines scored a goal. Yep. Like, you're talking about a complete team effort last night and just some sloppy plays and some bad goaltending, which ultimately Markstrom bailed himself out and the team with that remarkable save. By the way, poll question up at George Russick and Matt Rose YYC. Uh, which Markstrom save was more impressive last night versus the Kings, Saturday versus the Jets? Uh, let's get to the three other NHL games from last night, fellas. The Senators were hosting the Islanders, honoring Daniel Alfredson, who was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame over the weekend. Unfortunately, his Senators would allow six power plays to the Islanders, and eventually, even the 25th-ranked power play is going to find pay dirt. He goes to Barzell, top of the right, straight on Dobson, the drive, blocked in front, loose puck, they score! J.G. Pajot pounds it home on the power play, and it's 3-1 to New York. The former Senator does it to his old team. Made it 3-1, to Chris King with the call on WRHU. That's that's Hofstra Radio, right? <laughs> it's literally a college radio station. Uh, I believe. Yeah, I don't. I, I yeah. believe you're right. Actually, I was yeah. looking at that in the media uh, directory today, and I went, "Is that, is that right?" Is that- yeah, Hofstra. Like the Islanders are on a college radio station. That's their rights. Hmm. The more you know. Go yeah. ride. Yeah. yeah, Hofstra University, W R H U, eighty-eight point seven FM. Chris yeah. King, he's been there for a while. You know, 88.7 is always a popular FM dial. Oh, too. yeah, for sure. I That's my uh, Bluetooth setting here. JG! <laughs> 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 yeah, college radio. The Senators would lose that game 4-2 to two Good also. thing they started at 5.30 Eastern. Yeah. Cool so night. they can watch the Daniel Alfredson Hall of Fame stuff. Cool night in Ottawa, never the last. The Hurricanes were in Chicago to battle the Hawks. Piotr Kachitkov getting another start for the Canes. Freddie Anderson is hurt. Stop me if you heard that before. Kachetkov stopped 20 of 22 in his season debut back on Thursday and a stellar performance on Monday night. A 27-safe shutout for the 23-year-old former second-round pick. The Canes beat the Hawks 3 to nothing, and Andrei Svechnikov scored his 12th goal of the season in the victory. We also had the Blues and the Avalanche. The Blues led 3-2 on the back of Jordan Bennington. He made over 40 saves, but then back-to-back penalties would give the Avalanche a minute 43 of five-on-three time at the end of the third, needing one goal to tie the game. Bennington scrambles to keep it out. He flips over onto his stomach. Here they come again. Ranton and shooting Bennington. Big save. Near wing shooting Bennington. Huge save coming across the mouth of the goal and denied a wide open shot. Bennington with a handful of big stops is called by Chris Kerber on 101 ESPN in St. Louis, including an absolute doozy on Kale McCarr to hold the fort. 44 of 46 saves as the Blues take a 3-2 win in Colorado. Get that man some oxygen. I know Bennington's not everyone's favorite, but every once in a while he'll pull pull out something like this where he makes 50 stops and single-handedly saves a game 44 of 46 stops yesterday ridiculous he was out of his mind uh, the, the blues are hard to read they, they they had that i think they're bad you think so i think they are i don't think they're as bad as you think they are i think they're plucky i think they're mid to yeah. bad okay like i could see them getting into the playoffs but i don't think they'll get past the first round I, I f- and you might even be better off if you just like trade tarasenko and ryan o'reilly or resign one of them and trade the other and Give Jake Neighbors some more time and that type of stuff. Mm. 
Okay. I think the St. Louis Blues are like the, the St. Louis Blues are like the Washington Commanders of the NHL. Plucky. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Nine games tonight. We'll get to those guys in just a moment here. Okay. Five o'clock, uh, Stars and Lightning. The Devils will try for a 10th straight win as they visit Crazy. the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the Leafs will battle the Penguins. The Canucks visit the Sabres, who, after a red-hot start, are looking to avoid a sixth straight loss. Oh, Tage, really? Tage Thompson has still been incredible, but the rest of the team is completely yeah. falling off. So can can I just tell you, the, the, the Buffalo Sabres mantra the last few years is really hot start in October, mm-hmm. fall flat on your face in November, mm-hmm. and play yourself out of the playoff race. Right now it's going according to plan in Buffalo mm-hmm. right now. Now you now you know why people don't go to the games, because they've seen this movie before. Tage Thompson could score 50, and they'll miss the playoffs. <sighs> Capitals and Panthers also about at 5. Then at 5.30, the Flyers and the Blue Jackets. At 6, it's the Wild and the Predators. At 8 o'clock, the Red Wings visit the Ducks and the Sharks. Take on the Golden Knights in Vegas. Switch over to the NFL. Eagles and Commanders concluding Week 10. Ron Rivera leading uh, Washington into enemy territory for a big divisional game with all eyes watching. Monday's primetime tilt. How about this from Riverboat Ron uh, pregame on the daunting task of facing an undefeated team? A lot of this is about the perception, you know, and the hard part is if you allow things to go on and and perception unchecked, quote-unquote, becomes reality, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. His commanders might have allowed too much early, but 13 points in the second quarter saw the Eagles trailing at the half for the very first time this season, 20-14, to and then they had some turnover trouble in the second half, which we also have not really seen from the Eagles. Snap to Hurts. Washington breaks three. He steps up, throws underneath, caught by Watkins, thrown to Smith. He's trying to throw it backwards. He's hit by Cam Curl. That is picked up by Casey Tuhill in the end zone. It's a defensive touchdown to end the game. An exclamation point to end an undefeated season of the Eagles. So it was desperation time. There had been some wacky penalties and missed calls. Egregious. Egregious face mask that was missed. Um, But the commanders end up taking it. Taylor Heineke running around on third down, takes a knee right before he gets hit, and that, yeah, but then another you, you flag. you got to be smarter. If it, yeah. he, he literally gave himself up, and then they went and hit him. Like, that's a penalty in the NFL. I'm sorry. Like, it's so soft, I understand. But you got to be smarter in that situation. You can't take that penalty there. When have you seen guys kneel like that when he's running around scrambling? Yeah, but there was a good, at least a good one Mississippi before he hit him. I I don't know. I saw it once on the highlight yesterday and I went, oh, I was pretty close. I didn't love Heineke just like, ah, like coward and then yelling at the crowd after. I was like, this guy, man, whatever. He's plucky. Oh, uh, whatever. Um... Uh, if, if you're Jalen Hurts, you just got to flush a deuce. You take your deuce. You don't You don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. What? Like, that was what? him last That's year. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Got to flush a deuce, though. But you should actually look at it sometimes just to make sure everything's okay. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> 32-21, the final score. It's the true. Eagles are now 8-1. and one. The Commanders are now 5 Five and five. Week 11 will begin Thursday with the Packers and the Titans. As the CFL gets set for Great Cup 109 on Sunday between the Argos and the Blue Bombers, the Stampeders were already getting some offseason business done. They trade the signing rights of longtime franchise quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Y'all let Matt Rose ask a question. Y'all let anybody talk on here, huh? Didn't throw a pick. Let's go. How's the shoulder feeling? It feels good. All right, let's go. <laughs> 
Grey Cup champ in 2014 and 2018. Grey Cup MVP for both those years. Two MOP seasons in 2016 and 2018. Holds the record for most consecutive wins in the CFL with 14. He's also the fastest starter to ever get to 60 wins, doing so in just 72 starts. 90, 25, and 2 in his CFL career. The Stampeders get a third-round pick in 23 and a fifth-round pick in 2024, plus future considerations for the signing rights for Bo Levi Mitchell, who is set to become a free agent. Listen, the team was ready to turn the page to 25-year-old Jake Mayer, who signed a multi-year contract extension earlier in the season. Uh, personally, really do want to thank Bully Vi Mitchell uh, for yeah. everything that he's done for me and for the city. Uh, it was nice. always great to deal with uh, as I was uh, a young green reporter on the Stampeders beat. Although the one time he did call me ugly and I didn't like that. Knocks it down, man, every time. It was always so impressive. <laughs> God, you're ugly. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just every time he every time he lines up, like my thought is just in the middle of his his answer in his press conference, just felt like he needed to. God, you're ugly. Just like, right, why? right in my teeth. That's that's very rude of uh, yeah, Bolivar right. Mitchell. So to Maddie and, and their two kids. After all that, after what he just after he did that to you, you're still wishing him well. Yeah, you're, you're a good man, Matt Rose. So to Maddie and the two kids, all yep. the best, happy trails, and to Bo. We'll see you around, I guess. Okay. NBA, the Raptors uh, trying to avoid a third straight loss on their road trip. Right. and That was so unnecessary. Okay, go ahead. Seventh straight loss against oh, Dwayne yeah, Casey's Pistons. All of this without Spicy P, Freddie V, and Gary T the third. Are you ready for your shot clock, George, uh, yeah, with this yeah, game? Yeah, because, yeah, I am. I listen, am, I am. they're wrapping up a road trip. They lost the first two. You don't want to drop a third straight on the road because that would be very embarrassing yep. for everybody involved. Ready? I'm ready. Uh, Raptors went into that game 0 for 6 in their last six games against Dwayne Casey and the Pistons. But don't fret. Oh, no Spicy P, uh-huh. no Freddie V, uh-huh. no Gary Trent Jr. Delano Banton with a career high 27 points. Chris Boucher added 20 as the Raptors snapped their three-game losing streak 115-111 in Detroit. And that looked like a home game for the Raptors uh-huh. yesterday in Detroit. Live. Oh, that's too bad. Delano Banton. That yeah. sounds like a made-up name. Rexdale, baby. Rexdale. See? Shout out. Is he a drafted player or is he an undrafted player? Oh, he was a drafted player. Really? Is yeah. he like a young guy? Are we excited about he, him? Again, or is he, or is he like guys a journeyman? See, these are all questions you can ask Alvin Williams at 830. Raptors analyst, former NBA, are joining us on the show. Uh, finally, the Hitmen will look for an eighth straight win tonight. They visit the Western Conference leading 8-1-2 Portland Winterhawks at 8 o'clock tonight. Third game of a five-game roadie through the U.S. for the Calgary Hitmen. And the Davis Cup Finals round robin continues. Uh, Canadian Felix Auger Aliassime. Not the Davis Cup. Uh, the Tour Finals. The ATP Finals. Yes. The Davis Cup Finals are November 22nd, which Canada will also be a part of. And I think FIA is supposed to be on the team. Anyways, uh, taking on Rafael Nadal. And uh, if you're listening live, you got it going on in the It's on the go here? right now. Oh, there you go. Felix uh, looks like broke Rafa here. is up 5-3 in the, uh, in the first set. Great for our podcast, which you should get download it on all your favorite podcasts. OJ Aliasim and Nadal um, both lost their opening matches, so this yep. is actually a pretty big one. Yeah, uh, he just broke them. So Felix serving for the first set here, up five games to three on Nadal. Let's go. Let's go. And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Uh, uh, great job, Maddie. Morning report brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs, and service in a state-of-the-art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Ave and 3rd Street. Southeast. All right, straight ahead in the seven o'clock hour. Uh, 
Derek Wills, the voice of the Calgary Flames for Sportsnet 960, the fan at 730. Uh, after the break, we're going to tell you about uh, the greatest athlete on the planet. Oh. Uh, we're going to do uh, Greatest soccer. athlete on the planet. No question. Soccer no simplified <laughs> for soccer simpletons. That's me. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk more about the Flames 6-5 win. And we want to hear your Flames victory song suggestions. 960-960, name and location. All straight ahead. Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. <laughs> 